think you kind of heard about Poe, uh, the Kung Fu Panda movies, three of them out, one's coming, one's coming, and it's a story of Poe. Poe is a panda. Uh, he wants to be a Kung Fu hero, uh, but he's adopted by a duck. He doesn't really know who he is. He works in a noodle stand, and his best Kung Fu move is rolling out of bed in the morning. Uh, he's a little overweight. Well, he's a panda. Well, he sees that finally he's got an opportunity. He wants to really be like his, his favorite kung fu masters in his village, the Furious Five. It's, uh, uh, let's see, tiger, snake, crane, praying mantis, and monkey. And he has a chance. There's a chance. The village needs a new kung fu dragon master. And so even though he is not really trained to do that, for some reason, he gets chosen as the master. Uh, he never expected it. And all of a sudden, once he gets that honor, he finds out, man, there's a heavy responsibility because the evil Tai Long has been let out of prison and he is bent on vengeance. He's going to wipe out that little village. And so he now he sees he has to do it. He has to... He has to uh, take care of his village. But he's unqualified. He needs to get a master himself. And so he gets a master, and the master is not at all impressed. But the master doesn't give up. He realizes that Poe doesn't really know who he is. He has to show him that he's a panda. He has to show him who he is before he can ever do what he's supposed to do. And spoiler alert, uh, he overcomes his weakness, and he defeats evil. I think there's a, a picture here of the Christian life, isn't there? There are no accidents. Even though it looked like Poe was an accident, it was all planned out. And for you and me, there are no accidents. God is in control of our lives. You know, God chooses people like you and me. He chooses some Poe people to become his disciples. But thank God that he does. You know, he, God isn't asking us to become a Kung Fu master, but he is asking us, follow me. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, following Jesus. You know, you need to learn first who you are, your identity, so you can do what you were always meant to do. That's what our master, our Sifu, tells us today. In words that he shared with his disciples right before he went to heaven, Matthew 28. Let's listen as we see that only a disciple can make disciples. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Now in the old days, if you wanted to learn something, and there weren't any schools, you had to go out and find a master. You had to go out and find a teacher. Uh, wherever he went, you would follow him. I think we saw a very good uh, short videos talking about that. You know, 
We need a master to show us, and then we become like that master. Now, for Jesus, though, the way to become a disciple is different. You and I, if we're following somebody on social media, we do it because we like that person. We choose to do that. Nobody forces us to do it. Oh, maybe Pastor Garen wants us to follow him on social media, but that's not forcing, right? Okay. <laughs> but we choose. We choose who we want to follow. And uh, Jesus' way is a little different. There were a couple people, a couple men who were following him, listening to what he said one day, and they said, Teacher, where are you staying? You see, they wanted to hear more. So what does Jesus say? Come, come and see. To become a disciple, to become a disciple, Jesus has to say, come. And that's what he does. It's Jesus who invites disciples to follow him and not vice versa. He's the one in charge. There are no accidents. See, brothers and sisters, friends of Cross Life, it's no accident that you are here. You know, from, from our perspective, we might say, no, 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 I, I chose, Pastor, I chose to be here today. Or actually, I've chosen this church. I've probably been through a few religions even, and a few churches even. But it's my choice. I want to be here. Yeah, I, I'm here because I chose to be here. And we're happy that you're here. Very happy that you're here. But you know, we're here only because of one reason. Jesus has had his eye on you from eternity. Jesus cares about you. Jesus wants you here. In a sense, even though maybe you've never heard that voice, he has said, come. We're here because he wants us to be here. And you know, Jesus had to do the inviting or else we would never have come. Really, if, if it were up to us, we wouldn't follow Jesus. We prefer to go where our heart leads us. And that's because we don't really understand what our real problem is. What is our real problem? Well, a hundred years ago, the Times of London had a writing competition. And they invited writers to talk about this topic. What's wrong with the world today? And you can imagine some very gifted writers wrote long essays telling us and analyzing what's wrong with the world. But there's one writer who wrote the shortest essay but hit it on the head. Dear sir, it's me, yours, C.K. Chesterton. Bam, he hit it on the head, didn't he? It's me. I'm the problem with the world. See, God created us to be God-centered people. But we decided... We're going to be me-centered people. It's all going to be about me. I'm going to follow my heart, my wishes, my dreams. None of us would be probably so crass to say it, but in a sense, it's all about me. And that's sin. When I was in Taiwan and Hong Kong, I had a chance to share gospel with a number of people, and this was always a hard concept. What's sin? Well, I looked at it, and for my Chinese friends who knew enough English, I said, how many letters in the word for sin? Three. They got that one. What's the middle letter? I. It would take maybe a couple seconds. I said, oh. They understood in their culture, yeah, self-centeredness is one of the greatest sins in Asia. 
I'm not sure about USA. I'm still learning about your culture, <laughs> our culture. But I think self-centeredness is rampant, isn't it? We kicked God out of our lives, and we want to be the center of our lives. And that causes all kinds of problems between people. Because when my eye meets your eye, it's not always a pretty thing. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, maybe you have this kind of friend who sometimes kids you, or maybe gives you a hard time, and you want to kid him back. And what do you say? What am I ever going to do with you? Maybe the question we should be asking is, what am I going to do with me? Do I, do I indulge my passions and become a hedonist? Hmm. Do I deny them and become like a self-righteous Pharisee? Do I ignore them? Do I accept my addictions? Do I accept my brokenness as just being, well, whatever? No. What am I going to do with me? See, actually, sin is so serious that we have to die. The wages of sin is death. But don't kill yourself. Let Jesus do it. What? Let Jesus do it. How do we do that? Well, you know, the way we become disciples, the entrance is through being baptized. Jesus says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. What does baptism do for us? In a sense, we die with Jesus. Just as he went into the grave in baptism, we die with Jesus, and then we come out of the grave new, victorious. St. Paul says, it is no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. You know, religion wants to make a better you. Uh, Self-help books wants to make an improved you. But only Jesus can give you a new you. And that's who, what disciples are. We have a new you. And like Poe, we need to continue to discover who we are. See, Poe had to discover who his father was so that he could know who he was as a panda so that he could go about the job that he was given to do. But Poe didn't have a chance to know Jesus Christ. You and I do. And as we get to know Jesus, we become more and more like him. Jesus once said, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Let me share three ways that we can become more and more like our teacher. What is our teacher? What is our sifu? What does he do? Well, Jesus loved the Word of God. I'm sure he memorized large parts of it. Because when God speaks to us, his truth, his love, his power gets into our, our minds, into our hearts, and into our lives. So Jesus made that a part of his life, a very important part of his life. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us where to read, when to read, how to read. That's up to us. We have freedom to do that. But he doesn't give us the option if you read. Disciples are like Jesus. They love the Word of God, and they find the time. They make the time to spend that time with God, letting God fill us with his truth, his love, his power. But Jesus was also a man of prayer. He prioritized time. Remember many times he got up early, even before the sun got up? He spent time with his Lord. And if Jesus needed that, how much more do you and I need it? To offload our burdens onto our Heavenly Father who so much cares for us. To, to put all those worries of what we're going to do today into his hands. 
and then to rest in him. And finally, there's a third thing that Jesus did. He was a servant. Jesus used all that he had been given from God to serve others. You know, Jesus very rarely said, I love you. But when people were with him, they could feel the love. It's kind of like our church. Not everybody is saying, I love you, but I think you can feel the love here, can't you? Very similar to my wife. My, you've heard of the five love languages. Uh, my wife's love language is not words of affirmation. Even though, you know, husbands, you're supposed to say to your wife regularly, I love you, I love you. Uh, my wife says, anyone can say I love you. Prove it. Do something. <laughs> so that's become my mission over my last, my 44 years of marriage. How do I show my love to my wife? That's my mission. And really, that's our mission too as Christians, as followers. How do I show my love to Jesus? How do I show my love to others? You see, when we get to know what our, what, who Jesus is and who we are, then we get to know our mission. And so now let's get on to this. What does Jesus want us to be doing? Before he left this world, he gave his disciples these words. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. A better translation might be of, of go would be going. The Christian has a going life. A Christian has a purposeful life. Your life has a bigger goal than just getting through the week to the weekend. Your life has a bigger goal than just getting your kids through school. Your life has a bigger goal than getting ready for retirement. And all of these are great things. Do your best in them. But our lives have a bigger goal than this. Our life has a bigger goal than seeing the Cowboys get into another Super Bowl. Uh, maybe we want to pray for that one. Next week, Pastor Darren, okay. <laughs> All things are possible with God. <laughs> yes. The church, our church, is on a mission. Every time you come into our church, I think you see four words written on the wall outside. What is it? Believe, serve, live, grow. That's what we're to be doing. So keep going going, doing. Uh, I think Jesus said keep going because he was afraid his disciples would, would fall into this trap that sometimes we as Christians do. We say, oh, God, thank you for saving me. And now I'm just happy with that. I got saved. Okay, that's good enough. We become inward looking rather than outward looking. We, we, we forget there's lots of people out there who need Jesus. Maybe sometimes we say, I'll pray for you, but then we never really do anything for that person. Maybe we say we love people, but then we're afraid of offending people. And so we say nothing. We're playing it safe. But brothers and sisters, God has made us disciples so that we can make disciples. Making disciples is the mission. And to do that, we are a going people. We're going to meet people. We're going to love people. We're going to share good news. We're going to baptize people. And wow, I'm a, praise God, so many baptisms here last year. We're going to teach everyone to obey everything God has commanded us. And we do that well here. Let's keep doing it. 
Make disciples of all nations, Jesus says. A big topic, one I'm interested in as a missionary. But make disciples of all nations. Now, this can be countries like China or Pakistan, but Jesus didn't really have in mind just political, geopolitical entities. He was thinking about peoples, races, nationalities, people of different backgrounds, people of different colors, people of different languages, different tribes. The gospel is for all people. You see, if Jesus gave his life for all peoples, then we need to be concerned. We will be concerned for people of all kinds. And see, that's really the reason I became a missionary. Um, I, I was a pastor for four years in a church in Wisconsin. And regularly preaching, I figured, found out that my sermons more and more were going to this, the gospel is for all people. And I think I preached that sermon one too many times and God said, okay, you go. Go to Taiwan. Well, after picking myself off, off of, the, off of the, uh, the floor, I said, okay. But I still asked my wife, uh, dear, you want to go to Taiwan? And she says, uh, okay. Wow. But we've got a two-year-old and a two-month-old. No problem. It's good to be young and foolish, right? Well, it's good to be a young and a follower, put it that way. And God, God, God took us to Taiwan. It took a couple years for me to learn Chinese. Um, together with my family, we learned how to use chopsticks. Uh, we learned that missionary prayer. See if you can follow along and finish it for me. Where you lead me, I will follow. What you feed me, I will swallow. You get the sea slug uh, at the end of the service, okay? That's the prize. But that's, that's, what God, that's what God has for us, you know? And brothers and sisters, you know, we don't have to go halfway around the world anymore to, be, to make disciples. The world has come to us. You know that in the Pflugerville Independent School District, 69 different languages and dialects are spoken? 69! The world has come to us. And the world has come to this church. I was just talking with some of the, uh, with our leaders here. I said, we probably have people from five continents in our church. We're still, we, we still need some Australians and some Antarcticans, And we'll have it all set. But we're well on our way, okay? The world has come to us. We have an opportunity. But of course, it's not just the world. Texas is also a nation, right? Texas, God loves Texans. He made a lot of them. So Texans also need the gospel. And so we've got a huge mission field, and thank God that you are getting into it. So what is our, what is our, what is our, what is our mission? Follow Jesus, make disciples. And I think God is preparing people in your lives this week. God is preparing someone for you. Because God wants you to have that joy of being a disciple. Pray that God gives you the, the wisdom and opens your eyes to that, who that person is. And when you see that person, be a friend. You don't have to say immediately, you're going to say, you know, are you going to get to heaven or not? Uh, you can just be a friend. Listen. Listen. Show some care and concern. Take some time. But then... Be a good fisherman. Got some fishermen out here too, I think, right? When you see that bobber going down, when you're reeling in and you feel, oh, there's a tug on that line. Set the hook! Lovingly. Share what Jesus has done for you. Share what, what Jesus has done for that person too. 
yeah, make a disciple with God's help and enjoy, enjoy that, and enjoy that thrill. The Holy Spirit will give you words. So use the opportunities that you have. Use who you are, your gifts, your interests, your passions. You can use them. Okay, if you like sports, how can you be a follower of Jesus? Well, maybe in the gym, you're a follower of Jesus. When you're on the, on the bleachers rooting on your kids or your grandkids, you can be a follower. After, after the game, enjoying a beverage with a friend, you can be a follower. You can share Jesus at that time. Uh, maybe you have a dog and you like to walk your dog. Let the dog park be a place where your dog can sniff out opportunities to share the gospel. He will lead you. Maybe the dog will lead you. Because the dog, put a dog backwards, it's God, right? So, God will lead you. And he's not asking you to be a kung fu master. You don't have to be Po. You don't have to defeat Tai Long. God, Jesus has already done it. But he's asking you to be ready for him. To be ready for him. So, what do we learn today? Only disciples can make disciples. But thank God, I'm looking at a bunch of disciples right now. Disciples can make disciples. I thank God. God is making disciples right now. And you, with God's help, can make disciples. That's our mission, brothers and sisters. It's a mission that's big enough for all of Texas but it's small enough that each of us can get involved. And it's important enough for us to give our best for the one who's given us his best. God's grace for y'all. God be with you. Amen.